Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board gaming. I'm your host, Albert, and this is episode 70. Welcome, welcome to the last episode of the year. Well, what's likely the last episode of the year. It's the midst of the holidays, and I think there's about, what, 10 days left to the new year. Um, I'm going to have a lot more free time coming up in the next couple weeks, but I don't know if I'll get another show done. The The last few weeks have actually been extremely crazy for me. Um, I've mentioned before my wife works in theater, and this time of year they always put on a Nutcracker production this year, my kids decided to, they really wanted to be in the show too. So, so we've all been working like crazy getting ready for the show. Especially this last week. So, so needless to say, once again, I have not got much done for the show. It's a running theme lately here. I'm wondering if I'm just getting lazy or, or what. I'd hope to do a, a looking forward or a looking back sort of episode, but, um, I'll save that one for the next one. Instead, I'm going to mention the, few items of news I have, and then jump into today's game. First up, the uh, there's a few new micro-badges if you're interested. The One Player Guild now has its own micro-badge. It was designed by uh, Steve Norton. It's a neat little badge. It looks a lot like the guild logo. As a matter of fact, there's another micro-badge you might be interested in. When we were trying to come up with a, ba- a badge for this guild, we were basing it off the guild's logo, and it's really hard to come up with a badge off that image, it turns out. And so we had another submission by... Uh, by Delphine, and it's a very attractive badge, but unfortunately it, it, it didn't match as nicely as the other one did. So she submitted it as a, a badge of playing for one, a solitaire gaming badge. There is also a micro badge for people that have participated in the Sentinels of the Multiverse monthly challenges. So you may want to check those out. I have links to it in the One Player Guild forum. If you aren't a member, you really should go and check it out and join. You're, you're missing a lot of uh, interesting discussions on solitaire gaming. Just a lot of fun in general. If you haven't bought a micro badge before, they're eight gig gold each. They're not. It's not hard to come by a gig gold, especially this time of year. My second item of news is just breaking today. I got an email from uh, Academy Games. They are finally ready to publish. They are finally ready to publish the Conflict of Heroes solo expansion. It's been in the works for over a year, maybe over a couple years. And uh, at this point, they said that it is done, it is going to the printer, and it is available for pre-order. should be available early next year. Now, this requires the game uh, Conflict of Heroes, Awakening the Bear. It is not a solo game, though it does include rules for playing it solo. Those rules basically have you control both sides, and that's sort of solo playing. This expansion, actually, you're playing one side, and the AI, and the AI is playing the other side. You could pre-order for $35 plus $10 shipping if you're in the U.S., I believe the retail price is going to be $45. I'm not sure, though. Well, today's game is Escape, the Curse of the Temple. Even if you're not familiar with the game, you may have figured that out from the introductory music, which I picked, which is a... It is a the theme song from Raiders of the Lost Ark. This game 
the the art looks a lot like a you know the beginning of the movie when Indy is going into a temple and in the jungle and he sneaks in and then he uh, swaps his skull's head with a bag of sand and triggers some traps and now has to get out of that temple really fast. This is basically what that game is. You're trying to get out of the temple really fast. The game was designed by Christian Amundsen Ospi, um, and it is published by Queen Games. This game is a, a game with a timer. You actually only it the game plays in ten minutes or less if you finish successfully. Um, but it, but if after ten minutes you have not escaped from the temple, you lose the game. This is a cooperative game designed for. One through, I believe, five players, and there's an expansion that adds a six player. So what this game brings is a a bunch of tiles, which are going to represent the different rooms, some gems, and some character, some pawns, a bunch of dice, enough so that each person has five dice if you're playing multiple players, and it also brings some uh, some small tiles, curse tiles, and treasure tiles. I believe they're called treasure. And the way this game works is you're gonna well, let's just assume you can play solo since this is a solitaire podcast. You're gonna have to you're gonna set up the board with a, a main the starting tile in the center and two random tiles next to it. You're gonna shuffle all the other tiles and then leave them in a stack face down and at the bottom of the stack you're gonna shuffle the exits along with I think another four tiles. So you don't know exactly where the exit is, you just know it's one of the last tiles. Now each tile has on it well, let me start with the dice. The dice are custom dice, and they have different symbols on each side. There's a symbol of a guy running. There's a symbol of a key. There's a symbol of a torch. There is a a golden idol and a black idol. Guy running, key, torch, golden idol, black idol, and something else. Actually, there's five different symbols. The running guy appears on two sides of the dice. Now, the only symbol that is bad on this is that black idol. I'm jumping a little bit forward here, but the way the game works is you're rolling dice and rolling dice and rolling dice constantly. And you keep your rolling whenever you don't like what you have. Whenever you roll Black Idol, you have to set that die aside. You can no longer re-roll him. To unlock him, you got to roll a Golden Idol. And you could always use a Golden Idol to unlock two of the Black Idol dice. But as I said, I'm jumping forward. The, you have the dice and then you have the tiles. All the tiles have two icons on each tile that match symbols on the dice and they generally they represent what it takes to move into that tile when it's on the board. Besides that they may have gems and um, next to the gem there's going to be an, an icon from one of the tiles and a number like a torch and then 4x or times 4. The tiles also have exits and an entrance. As you're playing the game you're going to be laying the tiles on the board and so you're going to be building a map. And besides that, they also have, some have a curse icon and some have a treasure icon. There's also the starting tile and the exit tile that look gray. The rest are a yellowish sandstone kind of color. The other components, um, there's a sand timer and a CD. You could use either one to keep track of the time in the game. The CD basically has a few different tracks. Each one lasts 10 minutes. Or you could use the sand timer, which I think is a 10-minute timer. Maybe it's a little shorter. Maybe it's a 3-minute timer. Then there's the curse tiles and the treasure tiles. And those are basically to to make things a little more interesting for you. And they come with the expansion that's included in the box. So the ga- the way the game works, like I said already, it's a timed game. You're going to start the timer. I already mentioned you have the three tiles on the board. You're going to start in the middle in the starting space. 
and your goal as a solitary gamer is to find to find the way out. The way you do that is ex keep exploring until you find the exit, and then just go out the exit. Now it's not quite that simple. When you go out the exit, you have to roll a number of keys. What you have to roll one key icon plus the number of gems you have not yet collected. Now, when I, I mentioned already, when you start the game, there's seven uncollected gems, and you have seven dice. Um, I said you gotta roll one key plus a number of dice, so you gotta roll eight keys if you don't find any of the gems. So really, your goal is to find gems to make it easier for you to get out. So you're gonna be roll so in this game, you're gonna roll dice and roll dice and go from room to room, exploring new rooms and building out this uh, temple. And when you get to places where there's gems, you're trying to roll the icons to, to unlock the gems and basically place one of the gems on the board signifying that you have found it. Uh, you're going to keep doing this until you find the exit, and then you have to roll however many keys, you know, one plus the number of gems you have yet to collect. So that's the whole game. It doesn't sound like much. It's actually a very fun, very intense game. You only have ten minutes. And you're just rolling and rolling and constantly rolling, trying to get the right things to move around the board, um, dealing with rolling the black idols that are locking up your dice, and just looking for your way out. About one-third of the way through the game, you're going to hear a gong start sounding, and that's a signal that you have to get back to your starting room. Um, before the time, before the, I think the, the gong sounds again, it's, I don't know, it's maybe like 30 seconds or so. And so you... Now, you, you, whatever you're doing, you have to stop that and get to the center. You, you know you have a little bit of time. The, the farther you are, the, the more you got to rush. If you don't make it before the, the gong stops sounding, or the, the last gong does sound, then you're going to lose one of the dice permanently for the rest of the game. So you're rolling seven dice, now you're just rolling six, which makes everything a little harder. But once that gong has sounded, you could go ahead and leave the room. And you're free to do whatever you want. And then you're going to keep playing after another three minutes or so. You're going to get another set of gongs. Once again, you got to get back to the room before the gong stops. And if you have, if you aren't in that room at that moment, then you lose another die. And then the, the last time the gongs are going to sound is at the end of the game. That's basically let you know that time is really running out and you better get to that exit quick. As I said, you're exploring in this game and you're moving from room to room. There's only three tiles to begin with. Um, if you want to go beyond that, you have to roll two icons of, uh, of the guy running, and that lets you, if you're at a room with exits that are opening to nowhere, basically unexplored areas, you can then take one of the tiles from the stack that you've set up on the side, the top tile, flip it over, and then place it on adjacent to that room, and move into it. That's the that's the way you're going to explore and work and move around. Um, you're constantly rolling dice. As I said, if you don't like it, you keep re-rolling it. It's, it's pretty easy, but... You know, a lot of times the rolls just don't work, and you have to roll at least four dice to to be able to place gems on the board and um, to make that final escape easier. You only have seven dice, so so getting the four to come out right is a little tricky sometimes, especially if you start locking up the dice with the black icons. And when that starts happening, it gets a little frustrating and intense. So now that is what I described is pretty much the basic game. There is in, a, um, in the box, there's a couple modules you could use. One adds curses and one adds um, treasure. The curses, you actually use a different set of tiles. So you're going to mix in the curse tiles and take out the basic tiles from the game. And the curses have a, this icon of a purple statue. Every time you enter a room with a the statue, you can draw a curse tile. The curses are just basically annoyances. One, for example, you may 
you may uh, have to set one die aside, and that die is out of the game for you, basically, until you can remove the curse. And the way you remove the curse is by rolling three torches. Um, so basically, you give you a little. You could think of a little side quest to to get in the way of doing things. Some of the curses are more annoying than others. There's one that you suddenly you can only use one hand, and you have to keep the other hand on your forehead. Uh, I find that when I play, a lot of times I'm using both hands, one to roll and one to pick up dice and that sort of thing. Suddenly you're slowed down because you're only using one hand when you have this curse. There's another curse which doesn't affect so much in the solitaire game, but you, you can't speak. And there's a few other curses. I, I don't remember them all offhand, but they, they all make the game a little bit interesting. Then the other thing is the treasure tiles. Again, like the curses, you're going to find some rooms have an icon on them. If you go, if you enter a room that has a treasure icon, you basically take one of the treasure tiles and put it on there. And to use it, you gotta roll a couple symbols to, to free the treasure. I think it's a couple keys. At that point, you could take the treasure and use it however, well, it depends on what the treasure does. Some treasures give you extra symbols, like for example, there's a two torch treasure. You could just use it as if it's two extra torch icons that you've rolled, effectively giving you nine dice. There's one that's maybe keys and there's different things. There's some to remove curses for you. Now these two different modules or expansions really add a lot more complexity to the game, and they make it more interesting. But besides that, there's more. You could there's a couple different expansions out there you could buy, and there's a few uh, small mini expansions that you could get through BGG Marketplace. And I know there's some other expansions and mini expansions in the works. They did a Kickstarter for this game recently to to re-release the game. And they added more expansions and mini expansions. I don't; those are not available yet. I'm not sure when they will be available. The two expansions, one of them adds more room tiles, more room tiles, and more treasure and more curses. The first expansion is called Illusions. Each of these expansions brings a individual modules you could mix in any way you want. The Illusion one has these illusion chambers that basically every time the gong sounds, you go back to the center. Any illusion chambers that are on the board go away. Which could do things like um, lock off sections of the board that you maybe you hadn't been to before, that sort of thing. Or if one player was unlucky enough not to make it back, they could get stuck in that area. There's also some special chambers. There's one. There's some chambers that are now split, where you place a chamber, and but now there's another side that you can't get to right away. They either find some other way to it, and that is generally where the the gems go. There's another one where you gotta have two players, or basically the each person has to be in the uh, the corresponding chamber in a different room so I wouldn't apply so much to solitaire there's a treasure chamber tile that has a chalice in it and the expansion actually brings a little plastic chalice if you use that one then you actually got to get the chalice out to, to win the game so that's an extra goal you got to accomplish the other expansion is called quest and this the main thing it adds is a uh, player characters um, in the base game, all the characters are the same, you're just a different color, but now you add characters with different abilities. It also adds a couple different room tiles, and a ghost. There's another module that's a ghost. So, and again, and, oops, sorry, and again, this does have more curses and treasures. So, all these different expansions basically add more variety to the game and make it more interesting. Now, I will say, I haven't added in all the expansions yet. I find that every time I go back to play, I want to just play the basic game and get a little bit familiar with it, because I haven't played it that regularly. So I think the different expansions are more useful if you're going to play more often. I have found the game pretty satisfying without the expansions as an infrequent player. This is a it's a pretty simple, very straightforward game. It's fun to play. It always plays quickly, which is really nice. 
the the game is very tense. It starts, you know, you start, you're rolling, you're trying to move fast, but the especially if you use the CD, the music was designed to get more tense as uh, time progresses. And towards the end of the game, it's getting really tense. So, so you know, you, by the time you're done, you really got your heart racing a little faster than when you started. And actually, it, as a multiplayer game, it's it's a lot of fun because you know everybody starts getting excited and tense, and you're you're asking people for help, and and there's just a lot of excitement going on in the game. So it's a pretty neat experience. I mean, it's basically it's a very simple game. There's not a lot of depth to it or or strategy of any kind. It's really just rolling dice and having fun, trying to move fast and act fast. It's a game I really enjoy. I received this as a present from uh, the Secret Soloist last year. Um, I'm very grateful for that. I've gotten to play it a lot, especially with my son who really likes it. Uh, my daughter doesn't like it so much. The The music is a little too scary for her, surprisingly. She'll play it okay if we use a sand timer, but she doesn't like using the music. But generally, it's not her favorite game. Okay, so that that is Escape. I'm not going to say a whole lot more. It's a, it's a fun game. I enjoy it a lot. It's very light, very simple, but very tense experience. Well, that's the end of today's episode. If you'd like to contact me, you can find me as Fractaloon on BoardGameGeek, or you can email me at OnePlayerAlbert at gmail.com. You can also post comments on the Podcast Geek list on BoardGameGeek, or come visit the One Player Guild on BoardGameGeek for comments and discussion and whatnot. The intro music is copyright Angus and is protected under a Creative Commons license and can be found at gemendo.com. The show is published under Creative Commons non-commercial share-alike license. Thanks for listening.